here's where I think it's a fair lead into Representative Brandon Pritchard. Brandon Pritchard took this request. We called him, and he's willing to come on. Now, let's be clear about this. I don't think I'd vote for Brandon Pritchard, and I'm positive he wouldn't vote for me. But he isn't afraid to come on. I mean, this young individual ran for state representative, and he won. And we're about to talk about some of the issues he's brought forward. But I don't think he's afraid to talk to a fellow North Dakotan or be in North Dakota. And so let's bring him in. Representative Pritchard, good to have you on News and Views. Thank you, Joel. I appreciate it. Thanks for that introduction. I think we would both agree on that. But, but yeah, I appreciate the conversation. And from uh, one North Dakotan to another, we got to have these types of discussions. So thanks for bringing me on. I agree. And let's put out some fires first, okay? Uh, there was a columnist uh, that wrote an article all about uh, your claim to be a University of Minnesota law student. And he accused you, uh, the school, of anti-Christian bias for saying that he's not. Address that, if you will. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that the general public don't know. I'm, I'm happy to say to you, uh, Joel, and to your audience that I, I am enrolled in, in coursework at the University of Minnesota's Law School, and I have been for, at this point, four or five five semesters. Um, and uh, it's just frustrating. I mean, that, that columnist that you talk about has received uh, parts of my transcript showing and proving him that I am enrolled in coursework there at that law school. Yet he continues not to change those articles and really defaming my name. So it's frustrating. That's how the world works, I guess, in politics especially. But it's frustrating that he's not putting out the facts that I've given to him. Okay. When my daughter went to to Marquette to law school, she was accepted into Marquette to that law school. Have you been accepted into the University of Minnesota Law School? I've been accepted into a pre-professional program that allows me to take coursework at the law school. Okay. That, uh, yeah. that, that gets yeah. to the bottom of that question. Okay. Uh, people can interpret that any way they so desire. Uh, now we're going to talk about policy. I, I give you my word on that, but let's put out some more fires here. Uh, you're very active on Twitter. And the one thing that's consistent in your comments, representative Pritchard on Twitter is comments like this. Um, Every conservative state should put into code that Jesus Christ is king and dedicated their state to him. Force rhinos to say no Jesus and then brutalize them in elections. We need a government of Christians, not fakers. You're okay with that statement still? I love it. Uh, You know what? uh, You know what? Here's what you here's what you know, Joel. I'm sure you know this, and, and your audience probably knows this as well. Sometimes you got to be a little fiery to get people woken up. Uh, that was one of those comments. You know, I, I think that our nation needs to wake up and, and be more accepting of the, the values that we were founded on, and those were Christian values. Um, certainly, I don't know exactly what what something like that would, would would exactly say if you put that into our constitution. I'd love to see something. <laughs> I'd love to see a conversation on it. Um, but but I mean it's it's not happening, right? Uh, it's one of those things that I uh, I think that we need to we need to push for a culture to change. And uh, you know that that tweet in particular got what three million views. So I mean just the fact that you, people are are seeing that and starting to think about it, I think that's that's promising in my opinion. Um, but I, I mean a lot of this is a lot of this uh, the solution to make our nation a more or more Christian nation uh, is not specifically in law, but in culture. Now, now law and culture, you know, tango, but um, that, that would be one way, I suppose. 
So, you know, the comment that you made, and let's focus on the part about Rhino, and you did get a ton of hits nationwide. I, I might argue that one of the reasons is because of the strong language, but is because of the separation of church and state. So I'm going to ask you this. If a Republican was a Jew, should he be allowed to represent people in North Dakota? Yeah, sure. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we need to, I, I would clarify that the, the vast majority of our founding fathers were Christians, but they also understood that we need to tolerate people of other religions and allow them into the to the conversation, I suppose. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think there are people in the Republican Party in North Dakota who aren't Christian. Um, maybe they're agnostic or some other tradition. But I, I mean, look at who ran for our national committee woman against uh, uh, against the incumbent. It was uh, was she speak? I think. Uh, but I mean, anyway, my point is that uh, we have a lot of people in our party who I think are very, very outstanding. Uh, who, who aren't Christian, but that doesn't that doesn't lead away from the fact that our nation was founded on those Christian principles, biblical principles. So, when you codify it though uh, into the state's constitution, wh- when you put it in there, basically you've put it out there that you need to be Christian, you need to be a certain way to serve. Do you not? No, I, I don't think that's what I'm saying. I don't think you. I think you could separate the fact that I mean, you say something like. Uh, you know, our, our nation was founded on Christian principles, and then you could also clarify that you don't have to. I mean, we don't we don't have a religious test to be in office. I don't stand by having a religious test to be in office, but I think at the same time we need to acknowledge that we are a Christian nation. Those are two different things. Okay, so uh, another thing you said: what's the point of the Voting Rights Act uh, at this point? Uh, the Voting Rights Act does. Uh, next to nothing besides give left-wing attorneys a law to cause trouble with, and now it barely does that. In particular, race should not be a factor in drawing legislative and congressional lines. Your thoughts? Yeah, I I, um, I actually had a very in-depth conversation with one of my professors at the University of Minnesota about this very, very smart man, uh, and I took one of his election law classes this, this last semester, and uh, he was the first. He's very, you know, we, we didn't agree on much. Uh, he, he's a very left-leaning professor, but he would tell you, the the VRA is hanging on by a thread, and and that I, I think that left-wing and right-wing attorneys should agree that that thing is confusing as heck uh, right now, and what that actually means. You know, draw a district that takes into consideration consideration race, but not too much about race. Takes into consideration. Uh, you know, ethnicity, but not too much about ethnicity. It's just the, the lines aren't clear that, you know, that's what that tweet was was really referring to was how unclear that law is at this point. Uh, and I, I hope that we we have something clarifying it in Congress. But but I don't know what that's going to look like. It, it, I'm, my point is that it's just it seems to be used more as a tool than, than anything that has some objective standard. I, I, I want to say this. I don't like legislative districts drawn other than geographically. I mean, I don't. I, I, I don't think that that's right. I think on that one we may agree. Uh, I think yeah. if you look at some of the congressional districts, uh, they're carved out in certain ways. I think they're carved out to make sure that white congressional members don't have blacks in their district. And I think that they're carved out to make sure that blacks have the majority of blacks in their district. And they're not done by geography. And so... I just want to point that out. I, I I think that it should be done by geography, meaning that we share the same interests, roads, bridges, those type of things. So 
I yeah, I think on that there's one we might agree on. Okay, yeah. Cu- couple yeah. more here, but I want to talk about the future in North Dakota too. I want to talk yeah. about about you talk about where you might see this going. Uh, so stick around. Uh, I appreciate the fact that you're willing to stay with us for as long as what you can. So I want to uh, point out that Representative Brandon Pritchard is with us. Brandon Pritchard would have to be considered one of the most conservative members of the North Dakota legislature, a badge that I think he proudly wears. Uh, Representative Pritchard, uh, do you think Doug Bergen's been a good governor? Wow. Uh, what a question. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that, that Doug is very talented at. Um, I think he's an extremely uh, you know, smart person at the business side of things. I think on the social issues, uh, he has fallen well short of the Republican tradition, the values that the Republican Party holds. Some of your viewers uh, might appreciate that. But in my view, I think that, that that has been one of the defining parts of his legacy. And I think that he would tell you the same thing. I think the social issues have been a part of his legacy that he really doesn't want to have as part of his legacy. Um, I think he would prefer not to have to have the veto all those, you know, bills on men and women's sports, et cetera. Um, so I think that there's positives to him. I think that, that there is very clear downside to him. Um, one of the things that you wrote is that Governor Burgum vetoed a bill banning porn in elementary schools, a bill banning men in women's sports, a, a school mm-hmm. choice bill, a bill requiring teachers to use biological pronouns for mentally sick kids. Um, you know, stop thinking uh, Governor Burgum is a conservative. He isn't. Um, you wrote that. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you think that uh, individuals that are gay are born gay or just choose to be gay? Well, that's I, I, that's a tough question. I mean, I think the answer to your question would be that, um, you know, I don't think anybody's born gay. I don't think that there's probably not a you know, gay gene. I don't. I don't know of that. Uh, I don't know if you know of that. Uh, I don't think the research would show that. I think that uh, those things are are um, you know uh, practices that people fall into later in life once they develop more than likely. Actually, there is research that shows that. Um, that that being said, do you think we sure. in any way should discriminate against individuals that are gay? Yeah. Well, following up on on, on what you just said, uh, I, I think that. There's probably genetics, which would, I guess I okay. I have seen the research that you're probably talking about, which would probably indicate that individuals are more likely to be, you know, uh, homosexual. But that doesn't mean that they are going to be that. Um, I don't think it's a determination. Uh, I think more susceptible to things uh, is a better way to put that genetic research. Now, as for the discrimination uh, point of it. I, I don't think that I think that marriage is between a man and a woman, and I think that that that's how we should define our code uh, in, in North Dakota. I think that's what has defined society throughout you know millennia. But so, Representative Pritchard, when you when you say that, uh, if we in fact understand that individuals that are gay uh, really have a situation where not that they they choose to be gay, but that is where they naturally go. Why would we stop them from having the ability to get married? I, I don't know if you're married. I, I know I am. Been married 40 years. Uh, she would say a lot of those were happy, but not everyone. Uh, but but why would we stop them from, from allowing them to be gay? Why would we stop them or stop them from, from being married, I guess is my question. Well, with, with respect to the people who, who uh, you know, are gay uh, with respect to them as, as individuals and human beings, 
I would argue that that homosexuality is something which, uh, you know, doesn't lead to children and is not uh, completely the way that that, you know, our society ought to be you know, running. Well, so, uh, let me let me bump in there, though, because they may not have children, but they raise children. And one of the things that I'm sure you stand for is people not having an abortion and having children to a place where they can uh, allow people to adopt them. And so, you, you know, you talked about deprogramming people. What does that mean? Well, I don't, okay. I mean, if you're going to talk about uh, just moving back to, first of all, the legal side of things, I mean, we're having this conversation about, you know, the normative, what ought to be. I mean, there's my my opinion, your opinion on this thing. I mean, this thing is clearly defined, uh, you know, by the Abergefell opinion. Uh, this isn't going to change anything in North Dakota code. So, I mean, we can have a conversation all day about what ought to be in terms of gay marriage versus okay. traditional, but it's, it's not going to change anything. I mean, it's very okay. clear that, that, I, you know, we, I've got it. 10 seconds left. Be ready, because when we come back, I'm going to want to know where you think the future in North Dakota goes. That sounds good. State Representative Brandon Pritchard is our guest. Uh, he's been in the North Dakota House since 2023, District 8. That's Bismarck, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Representative Pritchard, where does North Dakota go? Where Where do you want to see the legislature and uh, the new governor of North Dakota take it? Well, I mean, I think that, that the most important thing that, that we need to focus on uh, is, is you know, reclaiming our culture to be one that, uh, you know, where the fam- families stay together, uh, pushing forward traditional family values. I think that if that is our goal, I hope that is, especially as the Republican Party, uh, to be family-oriented, uh, that's that's the, the path forward. Um, where, where is that a problem in North Dakota? Well, I think that you saw what happened last session where our governor vetoed a lot of very good conservative bills, uh, and uh, those types of things need to come back. Yeah, but where has that been a problem? I mean, what, what, you know, the the one thing as a legislator that I tried to do was address problems. When the problems were there, you address them. You, you, You go out and the township roads weren't getting enough gravel, you address it. I mean, where are these social issues a problem in North Dakota? Yeah, well, I, I could go on. Oh man, I could talk for a while on that. I mean, I have. There's many examples of there being explicit images in schools. I mean, there's there's books that we brought into the legislature that were gabbled down in session, but yet they're being allowed in schools around our state. But we couldn't even talk about it on the floor. Now, more generally, we talk about you know what we can do to help families and, and struggling people in North Dakota. I mean, I think the drug addiction problem is horrible. We need to have law and order in our society. The fentanyl problem, our border is completely broken. I think Democrats and Republicans can both agree that our border is completely broken. Uh, I know that there's uh, issues on on what we should do between parties. That's a partisan thing. But I think, uh, I mean, I just heard yesterday that that what a two-year-old girl in Bismarck died from a fentanyl overdose yesterday or I mean, it's just a two-year-old girl. I I missed that, so I I I need to do some digging in and find out more about that. As far as the border goes, you talk about bipartisan. There is a bipartisan proposal out there. Uh, The the Senate Republicans have embraced it. They want to go forward on it. There's no pathway to citizenship, which the Republicans have wanted for years. Uh, Why not pass it? Why why is the Republicans in the House not passing it? I I don't know of the I know of. Generally, the specific bill you're talking about, I haven't read it in depth, so I, I'm not sure I could speak on the merits of it completely. The reason I uh, ask you, though, Representative Pritchard, is because 
you address the border, which is a national issue. And I, I respect that. I think there are major problems at the border, but there's a bipartisan bill out there that the Republicans in the house are not allowing to pass and, and being quoted as saying that this would only help Biden be reelected. So they won't pass it. I mean, that is terrible governance. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I, I don't I don't know of the specific reasons that House Republicans are speaking out. If you want my if you want an answer on that, get Kelly Armstrong on here. I, I I know of the ramifications of a bad border on North Dakota. And I know that in North Dakota, we can be proactive um, by, by, for example, and I know that you're probably not going to agree with this one. But I think that we need to have harsher penalties for people that sell fentanyl. Um, and I think it's, it's just a continuous problem. Uh, crime needs to be punished. I think that our parole board in North Dakota lets people off too easily. I mean, I just heard of a story here in, in, in Bismarck in the last few months where a young lady um, was, was abused uh, by a guy that was let out of prison for sexual crimes in Grand Forks, and, and he only served two years in prison. you got to be kidding me. I mean, that's the kind of – that guy should have been locked up, and he should have not been on the streets, and he should have not been able to sexually assault a woman in Bismarck. Uh, th- those are the kinds of things that we need to be tackling. We need to be stronger on crime. Um, and, and that's going to help families. That's going to help regrow grow our cities. Um, anyway, but, but, but I think let, that's me, let, let me just point this out. Uh, what are you going to introduce in the next legislature to make sure that the legislature doesn't fund trips to Prague for individuals like Ray Holmberg, right? I mean, the the Republic, yeah. the Republicans push for money to go to the state school board association, not the state, the North Dakota School Board Association, which isn't governmental, and they literally paid for trips that he's been arrested for a felony for. So that kind of is an indicator that we're not keeping our eye on the ball here, and because of that we have a lot to answer to that's just simply disgusting. Yeah, Joel, I, I can't say more. Uh, I agree completely with you. Um, that That is one of the most disgusting stories I have ever heard. Um, just disappointing, you know, and somebody that's been serving for so long, and look, he's going to get his day in court. Um, but it sounds like that's, you know, what you just said is what's happening. Um, I, I don't know. I'm never going to be allowed to go on one of those trips because I'm too conservative, to be quite honest with you, so I don't know. <laughs> well, well, and I'm glad to hear you say what you said. Uh, somebody texted in and said, ask him why he voted against the Department of Human Service bill that would have provided for substance abuse treatment for help for families. Yeah, well, I agreed. I agreed with that. I mean, that's... Wait, I you voted it, against it, apparently. Yeah, I, vote, I voted against the entire bill. Uh, you know this, Joel, when you're in the legislature, those kinds of, those kinds of funding bills, there's 10,000 things in there. Um, and... Uh, I mean, I'd have to go back and read the specific bill, but there were a lot of problems with it. Our government's growing to a point that I don't think is sustainable, especially if oil money would dry up. So I have the, you know, the thought that we need to cut back spending. I think that what your your viewer just said, I think we need to invest in it. So if that was the only thing on the table, I'd have voted for it. So um, I, I have to ask you this, because it was Republicans that introduced the bill that the, the NRA went around and they wanted every state to introduce, which codified, and it was already legal in, in fairness, but the Republicans wanted to codify in code that you could have a binary trigger, which, in my opinion, as a gun owner, it turns a weapon into about as close to an automatic weapon as you can. And it, it, it put police officers here in Fargo at such a disadvantage that it cost one life, wounded two others, and, and just... Brandon, you you've been around guns. I mean, 
take a listen to this and tell me why we make this trigger legal because this is this is what these officers faced that day this was the gun okay so i have to ask you why was it important for north dakota to say that gun should be legal if we're going to be tough on crime why why was that guy in our country to start with <laughs> well he was a legal citizen though he wasn't I, here it, illegally it, he went no, he went I, through I, the I, method I, set up the way it, people say you have to do it so he wasn't here illegally let's stress that yeah i mean no, if you're I, saying I, he shouldn't be here it's got to be about race i mean so I'm, I'm asking why would that gun be codified into north dakota code and be legal well i'm looking at the totality of the circumstance here which is Yes, she was here legally, but I think our legal immigration system is screwed up as well. Uh, I think this is a mess. I don't think that into but but that let's let's focus on the gun. Let let's focus on the gun. Well, but you if you if you gun. faced that gun, do you think you'd be at a disadvantage as law enforcement? Do you think that trigger should be legal? I mean, the vast majority of people who use that trigger are never going to commit a crime. Agreed. So, the vast majority of people that owned a tank that would shoot would never commit a crime. I'm asking you whether or not that weapon with that trigger should be legal. It's it's pretty much a yes or no. Well, I, I again, I think that you're, you're not taking into the totality of, of the things that are going on here. I think that person should have never been able to own a gun, to be quite honest with you. I think that that individual was somebody who clearly showed signs of being mentally ill, first of all. And second of all, uh, probably uh, what the FBI know about him, I think so. Uh, I've heard those reports. Yeah, well, they, they, so, they did. Fargo police knew about him. They were in a yeah. position where they couldn't take the guns because they were legal. And and I get that. I mean, we I don't I don't know what more he could have done to become a citizen. I, I'd wish he never was here as well. But my point is. We talk all the time about these individuals at the southern border. If they want to live here, they better come here legally. He did. And so what I'm saying is really a question on behalf of law enforcement, which is should that trigger be legal? It's it's a yes or no. Well, I, I, I voted for the bill. So, I mean, I, I think, and as I said, the vast majority of people that have used that trigger in the past have had absolutely no confrontation with the law and have been, you know, law-abiding citizens. The problem is an individual who clearly is radicalized, mentally ill, who had, uh, you know, okay. who had that. Okay, and and I'm pushing this, and you know, I'll I'll take your word that you voted for it, so it should be legal. Let me ask you this: uh, I, I saw a lot of pictures out there of the new young faces of the Republican Party. Uh, you know, you, you a number of young individuals that got elected as young men. Nico Rios was one of those individuals. And uh, we know you saw the video. You know what happened. Uh, mm -hmm. Should he resign from the legislature? My my uh, conversations with uh, Representative Rios has been one that I will give him at this time what I'm going to call conditional support, which means that if, if he is going to go through the process of going through alcohol treatment, if he's going to do all the things that he has promised uh, to us and to his community, um, you know, at some point here in, in the near future, I think that, that he should get a chance. I, that if, I don't know if you know Representative Rios, uh, in my opinion. I've, I've tried to get to know him, but he won't take a call. <laughs> I, I understand why. He's you did. That. I mean, if you you in, took a call and you, and you answered some tough questions here. Yeah. He won't take a call. 
if you were in his spot, I don't, I don't know if you'd want to answer. Oh, I would. I'd take every interview I could. I would. Well, you're, you're, you're a rarity, Joel. (laughs) (laughs) I would want to address it. I would want to speak to it. If I intended on serving in the public, I would, I would speak to the very public, which you have had an opportunity to do here. Um, I would take the call. I would. You know what? You did. You did. You took the call. And I appreciate that. I hope we have more debates, conservative versus progressive in the future. Deal? Absolutely. I'll be on whenever you want me to. You bet. Representative Pritchard, I thank you, sir.